hitting that record button early in the morning. Oh my god, it's so... <laughs> this is this is quite the change from... Yeah, no, this is an episode of... Well, this is an episode of Speaking of Which with Drew and Ryan, uh-huh. uh, to start with. But uh, this is an episode of Coffees Instead of Beers. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's 10 a.m. It's not like it's like no, 7 it's or early, 6. Early. It's just a special morning edition. I think we've done some afternoon ones back in the day, like at your old apartment. Yeah. But usually we've been doing the evening just because easier. That's it. Usually it's after work. Uh, yeah, no, and I was up like really early this week anyways. I did a road trip, but I had to get up at like 5 to get on the road to meet my brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yes, and so... We had a little hiatus. Well, you probably wouldn't notice because the recordings are still come out, but we we had a recording hiatus because of Passover. And yeah, having, had to have some of that Jewish holiday time and no to, bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you fast at all? No. Yeah, no, I had a bacon cheeseburger the first day of Passover. <laughs> there was, I, I, there was I no... Did not, I did not keep Passover. Um, no, I did not keep Passover. No. But you had your seders. You met with yeah, your family. Exactly. Did you happen to have Shannon at your seder? She was at my um, first one, yeah. So was that her first Seder? It was her first Seder. Oh, that is that is always a cool was, moment, bringing someone into a family for yeah, a tradition. She was excited. It was, you know, our Seders are pretty informal. Oh, yeah, I no, we had, we, we had roast beef sandwiches, like, literally on rye bread. Oh, well, they, <laughs> um, she loved the brisket. She did not like the gefilte fish. Yeah, I saw that complaint, and as, as yeah. much as I've only learned to adopt gefilte fish in the last year, it'll grow on her. It's a magical fish. I don't fish. think she's willing to try it anymore. I'm also not a valid personally, point. and I've been having it for a while. So. Valid point. I barely touch the stuff. I just I've learned to appreciate it a bit more in the recent years. Uh, no, I don't think I can do it. No. Do we have any housekeeping uh, this week? Um. No. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to bring forward. Things are in action behind the scenes. Collaboration. Mm-hmm. Conversations. Litigations. Transportations. <laughs> Navigations, what? I'm just. What was that third one? <laughs> Litigation? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a, it's a legal term. I don't know what it means. Yeah. I mean, doesn't sound good. It's a legal term, but. Yeah. Maybe we're I don't legally know. registering to be the most awesome thing ever. That's fair. I don't think we have anything imminent just besides the ever present Facebook page. <laughs> it sounds so much more daunting. Yeah. <laughs> the ever present it, Facebook its page. presence is, is continued. And All hail the maintained. mighty. And uh, no, no major feedback either. It's been a pretty quiet front on the. On the front. Yeah. Go, we're tired. <laughs> I promise once we get into our topic. We'll oh, yeah, no. I am very excited for this week's topic, so I'm going to jump right into it without any segue yeah, because I'm yeah. too tired to think of one. So, speaking of which... Um, I guess adult content in kids' television. Yeah. Or movies, even. You know, kids' it. entertainment. I, I, want, I want to expand a little bit and make it very broad and just say I, I like the idea of just that mature content within otherwise not mature media uh extending to the occasional dirty joke in a disney movie yeah uh, i remember in i think it was rapunzel one of the chefs makes the jokes to the character flynn or sorry rapunzel tangled was the movie yeah that he makes a joke about like you know her being more than a friend or like some very obvious sex innuendo to the point where like me and my friends all went like uh in the theater, like that shared, like, oh, we get this, and no one else here does because everyone else here is six. <sighs> and then we realized we were like, you know, a bunch of twenty-year-olds in a theater with a bunch of six-year-olds and their mothers. So well, their moms loses. probably got it. Yeah, <laughs> um, loses. it was a great movie. I'm happy with so, it. So I mean, preface it by just when we use mature content, we're not talking about like oh, sex and drugs and like not necessarily. It's things that are maybe surreptitiously aimed towards adults while being present in a kids' movie. So I mean. We got some comments. 
Yeah, I think we'll start with the comments, go into those, because I could ramble on this subject for hours. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart with certain shows. And so your brother Ben says, uh, there's probably tons of examples of this in Spongebob. Yeah. Which we know there is. And in fact, uh, my girlfriend Shannon responded to him. Uh, Apparently she was reading a Reddit Reddit thread that actually addressed it. Oh, really? Sandy Cheeks' name on Spongebob is a joke about when you get sand on your butt, in your butt, when you go to the beach. (laughs) It's true. Like, right away. I mean, like, it's literally, like, it's a butt joke or a poop humor, like, which I think is still pretty kiddy, but it's, it's hidden enough that you might not catch it right away. I actually didn't, like, I didn't catch it until she commented. I feel like I've known it. Like, I feel like it's like, I'm not surprised by that fact, but at the same time, it's, I mean, yes, it proves our point a little bit. Ben also has that... Rugrats definitely has some cases of this, and that's yeah. I would. Oh I would yeah, no. That. There's that famous one that. Uh, so Reddit's really good at pulling out these specific moments mm-hmm. uh, and making them into little like four pictured memes. Uh, and I know one that often gets put around for Rugrats is the grand the grandpa rented some movies for that night, including like a kids movie for his yeah. babysitting. And the other movie was like a picture of like three alien girls, and he's like, "Oh, that one's for Grandpa." Yeah, like so. clearly, like like makes a comment and like it really like insinuates like this is clearly an X-rated video for just Grandpa. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, and that's it. Even um, even jokes that aren't necessarily dirty, but that you don't get unless you're maybe a bit older. It's like again in Rugrats, they um, they deal with Sasquatch. But the babies obviously can't say Sasquatch. They say Satchmo. Yes. And so whenever the adults say, oh, like they're afraid of Satchmo. And they're like, who, the tuba player? And I guess there's a tuba player who is known as Satchmo. And I wouldn't know that having watched it, you know, when I was young. But even then, it's just little things that are like, here, I know there's adults watching this with their kids. Maybe you can get a laugh out of it, too. And I feel like Nickelodeon cartoons um, do this a lot. Um, just hiding in little jokes here and there. Yeah. And so I actually, um, I, I have a huge, huge joy for um, voice acting. It's, it's a career I want to get into. So I follow a lot of uh, podcasts or interviews or um, movies about it. And it, it's come up in the past, especially a show like Animaniacs. Yeah. Where it became almost a game for them to put in jokes for the adults watching with their kids. Yeah. And it's been spoken about in a lot of other mediums. Like, I brought up the one for Tangled, and it, 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 they do it because they know parents are sitting here watching this content with their children. Let's make it a little more fun. Uh, and I heard recently some complaints. I know um, another podcast I follow, the three of them, my brother, my brother, my brother, and me. I think I had one too many brothers there. Anyways, they're, they're all now fathers, so they did an episode for their special, like, subscriber-only episode of My, uh, my Three Dads. And that was their big complaint was like in like nowadays if you're watching shows with your kids and it's like there's no there's nothing there's literally nothing there. It is a bunch of animals doing stupid shit and that is the end of it. There is no message. There is no content. And they like reminisced about back in their day like you look back at an old show like Animaniacs and go they were hiding tons of jokes. You go back to it now as an adult and you can appreciate those things again. Yeah. Our kids are not, their kids are not going to go back and watch Paw Patrol and be like, oh, the nuance of the character <laughs> development. No, no, no. It, it, it is something happened. They responded. The day was saved. I mean, I don't know if we want to glorify it too much because you go even further back and you have like Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. And I don't think there was too, too much nuance in, in those where it's like you have Tom and Jerry where the whole premise is Tom trying and failing Oh no no, and I, you're, you're so right. I can't, I can't say true, I can't say every show. Like no. there are certain shows I've gone back to. Like I'm currently rewatching Reboot, 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of the references, some of the design choices they make, uh, some of the character naming, uh, like a lot of it is, I go back now being like, as a kid, I can clearly say I did not get this and having it now has made the show a better experience. Right. Uh, a show like that, especially that was rooted in a lot of digital terms and computer technologies. I didn't get some of the references or some of the design choices until yeah. I've now worked with computers and get them. Well, that's so it. not even on a mature level, but just on a more mature development as a human, it makes more sense. Yeah, to me. that's it. And, you know, be it getting, just trying to get past the sensors or just say, hey, you know, we know there's adults watching with their kids and we want to keep you entertained because, you know, kids at a young age, they want to watch TV with their parents. Yeah. And if mom and dad don't want to watch, like, I don't know, the what's the one that the... Paw Patrol is the one that every kid's watching. Paw Patrol is one, yeah. And I don't know, there's some other old ones that just made no sense mm-hmm. and stuff like Tell that. Teletubbies. Yeah. But I guess, like, if mom and dad don't want to watch Teletubbies, but you put on, I don't know, maybe a Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. and it's something like, or I can't think of a, of a show, because I haven't, I don't have any young <laughs> relatives. Yes. But, okay, I don't want to watch show X, but show Y actually kind of appeals to me in, like, the slightest of ways. So yeah. I can sit with this and maybe just, I don't know, have my iPad here and, like, do other stuff. That's it. Like, I think, like, Spongebob's a great example of a show I would watch when I was a kid and my father or my mother would sit in the room and my dad would laugh at it. Like, he'd get a joke. Even if it was one that I also got. Yeah. He'd at least find some joy in the show because of the writing or the character or the voice acting. That there was something there for him. Even if it was on a show he would ever watch on his own. Yeah. Spongebob does it really well. I mean, that's a show that's been around now for so many years. It's it's like, from when I was watching Nickelodeon, like when I was the Nickelodeon prime audience, mm-hmm. to now, I think that's the only show that's still around, not just around in reruns, but still making new episodes. It's crazy how it's been able to stay around and adapt. And it's, I guess it's just, I'm sure if I went back and watched some of the old episodes that I only watched when I was young... There would be so much stuff that I'd be catching that I didn't catch right Oh, away. yeah, for sure. I mean, I still do. I mean, I so I, I like to do this thing now on the podcast. And I don't know if you really ever see it because it's behind the scenes. I like to pull up an article related to our subject to have some more talking points. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this one only really comes in the form of videos, people sharing these clips on YouTube channels. Yeah. So I'm struggling to find clips to share with you while doing, like, I don't want to start ripping clips and, like, playing audio here. But I just like little ones like this where like Powerpuff Girls, Bubbles introduces her friend to the professor, you know, this is the professor, he made us in his lab by accident, and the little girl looks at him and goes, oh, it's okay, I was an accident too. Like, that's such a innocent, adorable line, but like, you look at it now and it's like, oh god, why does this little girl know this about herself? That's terrible. <laughs> that's it. So there's, there's always the little things, and you just... As a kid, you're not going to catch that because you don't get the concept that's of it. accidental, um, like... Yeah, no, that isn't a thing that's going to come up in your day-to-day life, so it's not until looking at it now as an adult. Like, I've definitely seen this episode. I've seen every episode of the damn show when I was a kid. I love that show. There you go. Um, I think what I also don't want to forget to bring up in this episode, because that's another thing I had... A, I don't know if I wrote it in my... Question. Well, okay, yeah, I did. So the second part of my question is not just sneaking these jokes in, but... Full on approaching more grown up topics. Oh, don't worry. That's what I've been trying to get to. And I saw okay. overshadow so, the rest of the stuff. <laughs> um, one show that I had in mind, actually, and it's not just one of my favorite kids shows. It's one of my favorite shows is uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my God. Yes. And it's a show that for me, that's the show I was thinking of when I talk about um, approaching mm-hmm. 
more mature topics, but still under the guise of a kids show. So it deals with these topics. Like first, you know, for example, they introduce a blind character. Yeah. And she is easily the most badass out of like all of them. Yeah. And it's still, you know, there's still episodes where she has to deal with it and she has to, like, it does hold her back or in some ways she has to meet this roadblock that otherwise she wouldn't have to face if she was sight, you know, seeing Mm -hmm. and she overcomes them either with the help of others or just belief or, or things like that. And you take this whole, like Aang also has this struggle where he doesn't believe in killing and I don't want to spoil, Mm -hmm. but there is a big point towards the end of the show where he has to make that decision. And then you look at the spinoff from that show, The Legend of Korra, which I guess you could say might have been made for the aging. That's it. It, it definitely, I definitely feel like the transition from one series to the other. So they do directly follow each other. They are essentially yeah. a series one and a series two. They're self-contained stories, mm-hmm. but with direct lines of connection because of the characters yeah, and the some, development. But I still think it's under, like, it's still aired on Nickelodeon. It's still under yeah. the guise of a kids show, and they go even further. Oh they yeah, no, they topics. they approach even just I always say a, a show that can approach relationships. Yeah. So there's a whole subplot where she is romantically inclined this character Cora with one of the other male characters in the show. Yeah. And then that doesn't work out for them. He ends up with another woman and there's an actual like how could you you know I, I thought we we had a thing and now you're with her and I thought we were over like something you would see in a more modern relationship of like not defining the terms of being broken up. You know, the realizing too late that you broke up with this person and they've moved on and you haven't. And how do you deal with that? And it's it's not even just (sighs) personal topics, but they also deal with things like political struggle and religious, um, you know, a religious zealot and um, anarchy and just all these different things that that come through in in various ways. And even dealing with things like I don't want to again, I don't want to spoil, but things like even sexuality comes in. Oh, yeah, uh, no, for sure towards towards the end and like death and mm-hmm. finality and so things like that and you no know, like just struggling with your identity the choices of right and wrong I, I think back to the episode with the bloodbending yeah that was an avatar that was a but that's an amazing episode of like in any other show it'd be like oh i have the power to control people not let's look into the moral obligation of having that power and using it or not using it or like having to use it for good even though you know it's the wrong thing to do i mean that is not an easy subject to breach, and they do it. And I've always praised these shows for doing it in a way where it doesn't feel like they're rubbing it in your face. Yeah. Like, you could watch the show, and I don't think you you would totally miss the message, but it doesn't feel like they're, like, slathering it on, like, oh, this is wrong, you have to do it That's this it. way, the moral compass. And the theme of maybe going against someone that you love just because you believe that you know, what they're doing isn't right or mm-hmm. turning, you know, deciding between family and what the right thing to do is. And it's still done. Like they address the topics, but it's still done under the guise of a kid show. It's not just like pouring it on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you feel depressed when you watch the show. You, like they have the humor in there still. They have the cute moments. Yeah, no, they, for sure. It's all a fun show. Fun, it's action. the comic relief and they have, they have <laughs> cool moves and everything like that. It's just, I like it when, Kids shows treat their audience like they don't baby them. And That's I understand it. that sort of goes against like, yeah, okay, there are, you know, 
And that's not to say that a show like Blue's Clues, let's go, uh, let's say, babies their audience. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, Blue's Clues serves an entirely different purpose. You're not going to deal with the things you deal with in Avatar. I in, hope not. In Blue's Clues. Um, but Blue, you have to give up the heroin. I also do think that like a show like Blue's Clues does treat like you know the whole, where do you think it is? Like It gives the mm-hmm. audience the chance to, to call it out and to, to almost participate in the show. So just whenever a show treats its audience more maturely and doesn't like talk down to them that's mm-hmm. what i like so i mean I, we've mentioned in the past the two of us working in retail and something i've always lived by working retail is talking to children like i talk to an adult yes so i deal with customer service customer comes in and goes my daughter blah 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 and i turn to the daughter and go tell me about what happened how long has it been going on for what can i do to help what have you done so far not what ha- not talk to the parent and ignore the child talk to the kid as if they were the parent they know what's happening. They know what's going on. If they're yeah. old enough to you know, own electronics, they're probably old enough to explain to me what they were doing when it failed. What's not happening? What have they tried to do to fix it? And even if the answer is nothing, at least I'm giving them the agency to make that choice. That's it. I mean, also, with in, in my uh, job, I also have the opportunity to, to help uh, facilitate a couple of youth programs. Mm-hmm. And again, it just comes down to talking to them like, like they're people. Not going, okay, today we're going to talk about this and this and that. And just, I think that voice, it already comes off as... Yeah. And it's just a matter of, these kids are capable, and if you baby them, they're going to lean on you. And they're mm-hmm. going to think, well, okay, if I'm being treated this way, then this must be the way I am. If you're talking to them like an adult, or not even like an adult, but like an equal, just like an equal person, mm-hmm. at least, then they'll see like, okay... Yeah, cool. I, I mean, to, to branch off a little bit to the topic of like treating children like adults, which I think is a major pot here we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I worked at a summer camp one summer, and one of the things we did about a week in, we only had three weeks with each group of kids. Yeah. But a big part of it was like you wanted to get to know these kids and trust them and have a you know a proper connection with them. So there was a mature relationship between you and them to the point of respect and authority. Like it was a, a good connection. And we had one of the groups, they tried something. Where, like, the third or fourth night of the uh, being together, we also knew each other, we joked around, we got along. We had a campfire, and we sat around, and the theme was basically, share anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, and cool. as a staff, we were instructed to, you know what, share things that you normally might not think to share with kids. Like, don't go into, like, sex and drugs, but, like, you know, like, I shared that I was debating dropping out of school because it wasn't for me. And it's a scary thought, but I really think that despite all we're taught to stay in school... With my personal life, it might be better not to stay in school. Mm-hmm. And that shocked a lot of the kids. And then a few of my other staff shared things about having you know, eating disorders or struggling with divorce. And the kids started opening up too and sharing incredibly complex. You know, one of the kids shared you know, stories of like their own uh, suicidal thoughts or mm-hmm. you know, trouble with uh, siblings and relationships and friends in school that broke their hearts or How divorces. How 13. Okay. But still, it was like... Yeah, no, no, I'm just... It's I'm just for the, my own... Those moments... I know. But it's that moment where you sit there and realize, like, they're adults. Like, yes, we treat them like kids because they have to live at home. They can't drink or vote or smoke. But they have adult problems. They deal with adult situations every day. Yeah. Even if it's not directly them, like, maybe they themselves will not go through a divorce or a relationship right away. They still... Maybe have their, to parents watch their parents or go their through siblings it. or someone they are close to... So, I mean, I, I guess we're sort of getting away, but not really, because I think it is so important mm-hmm. nowadays that we do empower mm-hmm. uh, young people and make them 
Like, feel like it's the same way, you know, just any, any, any type of show doesn't talk down to their audience and treats them like, okay, you have the ability to understand what's going on. We're not going to spoon feed you. And people appreciate that more. Like everyone always makes the, it's a bit of a circle jerk, but like over quote unquote complex shows. And of course yeah. there's an overkill. Oh, there definitely there can is. be. There's, there's going too far. And I'm sure we both can think of uh, examples. Mm-hmm. Not important. But you also don't want a show that's like, okay, hey, it's you, the guy. Remember last time you were there? And like, you don't want your character just saying everything. No, you want to, you want to imply things. You want things. to be able to imply. And so I'm going to, like, on the subject of going back to um, more adult mm-hmm. themes, uh, the first comment we got was actually from Shannon. Yeah, um, is is just the idea of adult themes in a kids movie, and she uses The Incredibles mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as an example. And I think Pixar also, in general, is a pretty. Pixar's good, a really uh, good one too. You look at something like, I mean, Inside Out on its own is already such an amazing view of a teenage human's life from both their perspective, but the more mature side of things as well. It really plays that line very well. That's it. So she says it's a really fun example. Mm-hmm. You've got the plot with Bob's midlife crisis, the suspicions of him cheating, the entire iconic interaction with Frozone and his wife, but you've also got this entire movie that is centered on superheroes and the way they use their powers. I think it's super interesting that they were able to take two really different elements of a story, one geared toward adults and one geared toward the children, to make it a family-friendly movie. Also, that whole getting sucked into the jet propeller thing was pretty dark. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no capes. No fucking capes. Yeah, so... I, But yeah, just going back to saying, like... You know, it, kids do understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Kids, like, maybe at four is not the right time to go, hey, cheating, hey, blah, 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 <laughs> this, we'll bring that up to you. But eight, nine, even, like, getting into there, some kids have had that experience. Or have uh, lived a life where it's been part of their life. And that's it. So this is where I want to bring up something really near and dear to my heart was a conversation I had with a friend of mine and her, about her son. So okay. I was really I can word that sentence properly for some reason, um, and we were talking about TV shows and like you know what shows her kid is watching because we both like Doctor Who and we have a lot of common shows like that. And she goes like, "Oh, and he's always watching this damn Steven Universe show." And I just I don't I can't stand it. And I'm like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Oh, it's like just it's ugh, I, I every time I look at the screen, it's just colors and like stupid cartoons." And I'm like, "Have you watched an episode?" And she was like, "Yeah, not really." And I'm like, "Do yourself a favor and watch one." Because I think your son, who's now in his first year of high school, mm. is going to grow up so much more well-adjusted. Already, he's a mature kid. He's watching, you know, like, X-Files and Doctor Who, like, shows a little more mature content to them. Mm-hmm. But Steven Universe, I think, is one of the most amazing shows when it comes to that n- complex conversation to have with a child in these scenarios. I mean, they deal with relationships, with love, the difference between... You know, an addiction to sex versus actually loving somebody without spelling it out in any way, yeah. but really making sure the message is there. Yeah. And I, I was talking like, he's going to learn so much. Like, there's an episode I always go back to, and the entire premise is these two characters fuse to break this building they need to take down. And then the next day they find, oh, no, someone's come and rebuilt it. We better fuse again and take it down again. And in the world, they've kind of built this thing where fusion is a very intimate personal process mm-hmm. like even in that episode the first time they they fuse one of the other characters reaction is to cover steven's eyes because he's too young to see this yeah like it seems like a joke but like it is designed to look the way they actually fuse is that like they dance and it gets a little intimate a little close and it kind of you can draw the lines between an intimate moment and this scene like it's drawn to be 
as close to sexual as two cartoon characters can be without being sexual. Yeah. It's really hard to explain, but it really comes across. And the, the end, the, spoiler, the end of the episode is one of the two characters was the one sneaking off at night, rebuilding this radio tower to essentially force him to have to fuse again. And the reaction from the other character is, you used me. You abused my trust to fuse with me. You, you basically the equivalent of like abusing someone for sex. Mm-hmm. And the, and then for the next few episodes, there's an active rift between these two characters that isn't resolved for a few more episodes until they need to have a conversation about it. And you can see this active act of her trying to get forgiveness and find a way around this and to keep being friends despite her, her mistake. Yeah. It isn't just a, well, we learned our lesson, brush hands. You see over the course of several other totally unrelated episodes, this rift between the two characters a time where they're fusing would be beneficial and she can't bring herself to do it because she doesn't trust her anymore. Well, that's interesting because it's the whole idea also that these things take time. Yeah. It's not something that gets resolved in a 30, 30 minute episode. Yeah. Um, I've never watched Steven. Universe. I still haven't watched Adventure Time, uh, which I know. I, I, honestly, as much as I love the two, I would probably say Steven Universe first. I think it's a better of the two. Yeah. Anyway, I know. It's, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but. I'll just say another interesting um, thought that I think you sort of touched on is now the meat you know just having access like whereas maybe uh 20 20 years ago we had access to what was on tv yeah at that time there was no dvr there was no torrent there was no uh netflix there was nothing like that that's like i can watch what i want if i want to start a new series i can just go find it, it doesn't yeah have to there's be always a way exactly now there are there's so many ways mm-hmm. to access a tv show and kids we know that they're growing up with this technology we see it mm-hmm. in our in our careers and we know that they probably sometimes more than their parents are able to go on the computer and if they don't know how to do something they can find out how to do it oh yeah it's incredible be exposed to a show that they might not otherwise be exposed to that maybe is just something so i think there is a responsibility now there's more of a responsibility on these creators and of course, look, if a kid goes on and finds Game of Thrones, then that's maybe not the best thing. But No, and that, again, that show isn't catered to a child. No, but... But it's, you know, it's up to them and their parent. It's, but the thing is, it's making content that is catered to a younger audience that will attract a younger audience because it's colorful and it's funny and it has the occasional fart joke. But within that universe, like in our own lives, we, we, we live our lives, we have fun, we enjoy ourselves... But we still have to deal with hardships in real life. It isn't all rainbows and unicorns no, in our job. Not. I There's... come home some days and work was a tough day and I need yep. a drink. And Yep. And that's, <sighs> you know, I think being able to approach those and not in the black and white that some kids shows might have. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no such thing as there's either this or that and there's nothing in between and it has to be one or the other. I think a show that navigates those shades of gray in between and does it in a way that maybe isn't so in your face and does it in a way that's like, Hey, this is, you know, like you were talking about how Steven universe seems to do it. It's like, yeah. they still do it under the guise of a kid's show. Yeah. Uh, like avatar does it too. They do it under the guise of a kid's show. So it's still like not as stabbing you straight in the feelings. Yeah. Right. But it's still something that by proxy, you're understanding. And it's so, you know, it's not like me saying, Oh yeah, and Steven Universe, the she got used for sex and stuff like that. It's like no, but she did something that this character did something to this character. This character wasn't okay with, and that's not okay. You can't yeah. do that. 
So it's still teaching kids that, that lesson just in a way that is still, I guess, kid-friendly. That's it. And I feel like it all comes down to good writing and intelligent writing on the on the writer's parts and the showrunner parts. Yes. Of making sure they can empathize with the, the person watching. Yeah, exactly. You're literally speaking to them on an emotional level, not a visual or, or spoken level. Uh, recently, again, Steven Universe did an episode where they explored two different characters going through the grieving process for a dead friend. And go. one is heartbroken is constantly crying and sobbing the other one is like man up like it happened it's over she's out for vengeance now and the two have a conversation which actually turns into a beautiful song because they do a lot of music on the show and even in that song the two they're they're like butler characters who are just backgrounds like singing along no words just like vocalizing and harmonizing their physical actions tell the story so well of Leave me alone. I just want to feel sad. I want to just wallow in this pain. Another one being like, no, buck up. Use this emotion for something good. And they play both sides of the, yes, you can be sad, but you also need to move on with your life. Mm-hmm. But moving on doesn't mean forgetting. Oh my God. I just, I look back at the show and I look at the, the eventual that I may have kids one day or nieces, or I'm even looking at a friend of ours and her child who yeah. I'm like, as soon as he's old enough to watch the show. I'm going to be buying him all the DVDs and like sitting down with him being like, let's watch. Because I just want to share this with people. I am someone who is too old for this, the messages the show is giving. Yeah. I still enjoy the show, the content, the writing, the, everything about it. Mm-hmm. But I want to see more people touched by the show because I believe, truly believe it will benefit them in their lives. That's it. And yeah. It's... It's nice. And, of course, there's still the shows that we need that's, like, teach you the shapes and teach you the letters of the alphabet. Oh, yeah. That still needs to be there. But that's at a young, young age. That's when the brain is still developing. But, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, I don't need to know the shapes anymore. I know the shapes. Yeah. And a cartoon that... I mean, don't get me wrong. The the superhero cartoons are still cool, and they can be... Oh yeah, no. So, like, recent recent years, like Justice League, like, even Teen Titans, like even the more kiddie ones, have still been pretty good at like sharing a message. That's it. So I think there's still room, in, and even shows like that that are very much hero villain, got to beat the villain. Yeah, there's still room in those shows to have that social responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I just think when those shows do that, it it causes benefits far beyond, and that's why those shows stick around. Yeah. So. I and think this isn't a, I also feel like I feel like we're harping on it a bit. This isn't a message saying that if you are out there a writer of a show, you need to do this. This isn't for everyone. There are some shows, I mean, whether they are more mature-oriented like Rick and Morty or more kid-oriented like, I don't know, Paw Patrol, that are still just enjoyable content that yes. don't need to make a message. Not everything has to be about getting a message across. It's more the fact that the content exists and is enjoyed by many people despite being all intent and purpose kind of educational that's it there's so many shows for adults that are that they don't have a purpose like like, <laughs> yeah, like what's family guy's purpose what's south park's purpose well south park i, so I guess south park, south park has yeah. some political commentary yes but yeah, okay, yeah. family guy maybe not but as even much then, there's our point you can have dumb sh- even as an adult you can have a show that is our equivalent of paw patrol which is just stupid joke after joke after joke with no real content and then you can have, you know, South Park that does get into some political commentary that does bring up some valid arguments and can actually be a little witty, like a like a parody news show. 
Heck, I mean, one of the greatest cartoons of our generation, Futurama. Yes. Have you not cried on at least three different episodes? I would say there's a couple that I definitely got choked up, yes. Oh, dude, Fry's Dog? Fry's Dog. I still can't. I still can't watch that episode without tearing up. That, yeah, that's a tough one. Oh, God, um, his brother but... or uh, the Bender's origin story one? Oh, my but God. Yeah, the, that, that, so it's the, <laughs> that's it. It's just still to say that there are shows that you can have that don't necessarily serve this teaching moments. Like, there are shows that are just meaning, like, okay, I'll think of another adult one. Uh, Workaholics. Mm-hmm. Workaholics doesn't have a like. I'm sorry, I apologize, and but it doesn't have a purpose beyond just silly, you know, stupid jokes. That's and that's okay. And there's kids shows like that too, and that's fine. But I think it is still important to have those shows, have it, you know, have those those shows that do maybe serve an ulterior purpose, almost to the point where we don't notice them until after when we're sitting on a couch and reflecting on them. Yeah, uh, it goes back to the the whole art imitates life. Yeah. And like life, some things are just for fun. Like this podcast we do for fun. If it happens to imitate life and get a little educational here, and maybe you've learned something from listening to us ramble for the last half hour, good for you. Was it necessarily our intention? Some weeks, yes. Some weeks, no. I don't think the snacks episode really taught anyone anything eye-opening. Here, I kind of feel like maybe someone might listen to this one day and go away saying, maybe I should go check out Steven Universe, Adventure Time, or Avatar. Uh, yes, all three of them. You really should. Yeah, all three. Uh, I mean, I, I've only seen the one. I, I think I think that might be a plan as uh, soon as maybe doing a movie date, you and I just watch like uh, a, few, a season of like Steven Universe. Short yeah. and easy. I also definitely want to rewatch uh, Avatar at some point. Oh, I need to rewatch that too. Re-watch it's been it, a uh, while. But I think that would probably bring us uh, to the end. To the end. Yeah. Say. I know a lot of it came more, you know, not so much on the hiding jokes and more on the adult content yeah, part. Yeah, but I think that goes back to what we both really felt. Like, we knew we could raise the topic a bit more and yeah. get a few more people in. I don't think we could spend 30 minutes on just adult jokes hidden in kid shows. I think, and, uh, I mean, people have done it. I mean, you can go look up... Um, what is it, a Dorkly has a whole channel where they did a whole video on it with a bunch of really fun ones that I, I, I did want to reference here but couldn't think of how to do them without being really weird. Yeah. Like, go go look it up, you'll find them. Look up like 10 dirtiest jokes in children's shows and or just 10 dirtiest jokes in Animaniacs alone is probably enough. Oh yeah, there, there's, yes. there's some. <laughs> I can I can think of a couple. Yeah. I also apparently found out, um, I, should, I should pull, I was thinking there was a video, I can't really pull it up, there was a whole thing about how Animaniacs had the best, like, feminist characters. Hmm. How, like, every female character on that show was either... Was never praised for being overly beautiful, except for one, which was the nurse, the hello nurse. And even then, they clearly do a whole song about her, where, like, yeah, she's good-looking, but she has a PH fucking D. (laughs) Like, she's super smart. She's done all these things. She's not defined by her beauty... She just happens to be beautiful while having an amazing mind. Yeah. Like, they even go out of the way to make a whole bit about that. Yeah, like Slappy the Squirrel, who's like, I'm old, I don't need to be attractive, I can be just, you know, cranky and enjoy myself and be happy in my life, I don't have to find a man. Like, it's surprisingly feminist, that show, and it's fantastic. Yeah. No. And I didn't realize that until literally a week ago. There you go. So, I mean, these these types of themes and shows have been around for a while, and those are the shows that... Yes, there's the shows that are just there for our entertainment, and that's great. Yeah. But I think the shows that do pass along those messages are the shows that resonate a little bit more. And that's not Mm -hmm. to say they're inherently more valuable to us, but they just... Mm -hmm. Of course, a show that has a point of 
bringing a message is going to resonate with us more than a show that's just chill out, relax, and yeah. watch us do stupid stuff and enjoy. And I'm sure I'm, I'm going to sit here and say, you know, maybe the day comes where the kids now who are in their like three or four year olds who are loving Paw Patrol grow up and have the same conversation about, oh, I remember watching Paw Patrol and when they taught the difference between, you know, like washing your hands and not washing your hands, it greatly affected me. And I'm not going to sit here and say those shows aren't going to be helpful in the life, whether it be just entertainment and teaching you that you can be happy even on a bad day because you had a shit day and you came home and watched Paw Patrol and the day was better. Or, you know, they do teach the most basic of lessons like wash your hands after using the bathroom or look both ways before crossing the street. Those are still lessons we need to share. And if a show can do that in a way that your parent can't or just doesn't stick when a teacher says it, that show's doing good. Mm-hmm. Whether it be giving you a smile or giving you a lesson, I think shows like that matter. And yeah. I, I am proud to be in a generation where I've had so many good shows. Yeah, no, for sure. So I think as we guys are wrapping up, I think we're starting to run. Oh, yeah, we're starting to run. Yeah. I mean, it's just a theme. We just we just go, and around 30, we go, well, we'll wind down soon. That's it. I don't know. 30, between 30 and 40 minutes. That's it. I'm not going to so fight this. We're okay. Yeah, no one's complained about the length. Everyone says it's better short, but... Yep. So, I think this was a successful episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now looking forward to watching some Steven Universe with you, and I, I, Shannon's on love it. I can already call it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, is, that show is so up her alley. I can see it already. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get a, an evening together once we're all uh, set up. I'm down, I'm down. But, uh, yeah, I think that sums us up. You can find us on Twitter. You can always tweet at us at, uh, at, at Ryan W. And there was one way, there's one too many ats in that one, but I like it. At, at, at Ryan W. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> and I am just a single at Boxless Thought. Yeah. Uh, you can also find our show on Facebook, speaking of which. Yep. Uh, again, from the Facebook is a link to our shop where we do actually have our shirt up for sale. And I say shirt, you can actually put it on virtually anything. Uh, laptop bag, coffee mug, tank top. I I mean, the list goes on. And they do periodically go on sale here and there, so keep an eye out. Even if it's too much right now, you may find next week, oh, shirts are 20% off for no reason because they just like making sales. Yeah. Jump on it then. I don't mind. I'm not in the, We're not in it for the profit. We're in it just to get our name out there and do something cool. Uh, and on those shirts, along with your uh, iPhone screen right now, is Lovely Art by Aerie Smiles, Andrea. I hope you're enjoying your trip right now, if you're listening while you're away. Where and uh, thank you again. I believe she's up with her family in Brazil. That's cool. Yeah, no, she's been enjoying herself and reading a bunch of like uh, trashy anime romance novels. Right on, right on. <laughs> a genre I've not gotten into, but God knows I will one day because I'm bored. Okay, yeah, I mean, on the Facebook page is also the link to just obviously subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. If you haven't already, you might just be listening as a one-off, but feel free to hit that subscribe button. Um, it makes us feel good about ourselves. Yep. I actually, uh, to share real quick, I had a really fun moment playing video games online the other day, and some guys were like, oh, your voice is amazing. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And I, like, really laid it on for them. <laughs> and then at the end, one of them was like, you should really, like, start a podcast so I can hear you more often. And I was like, well, <laughs> speaking of which, hey. and I, like, just sold them on it. I literally had one of the guys being like, can I find it on, like, this app? I'm like, I don't know, can you? Just start speaking of which. He goes, is the one little drawing of, like, two people's heads? I'm like, that's the one. He goes, cool, subscribe. Damn. I'm like, sweet. Some random, right uh, I believe, one guy from Australia, two other guys from, like, Vancouver, and we'll a guy from it. Houston. I'll take it. Down. If you're listening, thanks. And, shout uh, out. Happy rating. Yeah. Shout out to Destiny. Yeah. Destiny? Oh, yeah. I'm so down. Destiny okay. 2 is coming out. In a few... Right <laughs> the, on. The first gameplay trailer comes out in a month. I'm so excited. Boy. Anyways, yeah. wrapping it up. Yeah. I still have to go to work after this, don't I? Mm-hmm. Uh...